It's December 5th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cottonor is out on special assignment. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Al Jazeera is reporting that the morality police in Iran have been shut down, at least for now, according to the country's prosecutor general. On Saturday, Mohammad Jafar Montazeri was quoted as saying that the morality police force has no connection with the judiciary and was shut down by the same place that it had been launched from in the past. The announcement was made in the third month of protests that erupted after the death in police custody of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old woman who was arrested by the morality police in Tehran for alleged non-compliance with Iran's dress code. In my opinion, the best advice is to wait and see. We don't know where this will all end up, and statements from authoritarians can never be taken at face value. Reuters is reporting that OPEC Plus agreed to stick to its oil output targets at a meeting on Sunday as the oil markets struggle to assess the impact of a slowing Chinese economy on demand and a G7 price cap on Russian oil on supply. OPEC Plus, which comprises the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and allies including Russia, angered the U.S. and Western nations in October when it agreed to cut output by 2 million barrels per day, about 2% of world demand, from November until the end of 2023. Russia's Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Novak said on Sunday, Russia would rather cut production than supply oil under the price cap, and said the cap may affect other producers. Sources have told Reuters several OPEC Plus members have expressed frustration at the cap, saying the anti-market measure could ultimately be used by the West against any producer. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has said his fate is in his party's hands in his first comments since an official report on a scandal over money stolen from his farm, according to the BBC. The leaders of the governing African National Congress met yesterday in Johannesburg to discuss the findings of the report, and today the ANC's larger decision-making body, the National Executive Committee, will also be meeting. The scandal erupted in June when a former South African spy boss, Arthur Frazier, filed a complaint with police accusing the president of hiding a theft of $4 million in cash from his Fala Fala game farm in 2020. Mr. Ramaphosa admitted that money had been stolen but said it was only $580,000, not $4 million. Mr. Ramaphosa will be challenged for the ANC's leadership by his former health minister, Zawile Makize, who has also been accused of corruption. Elsewhere, the Straits Times is reporting that a volcano erupted in Indonesia on Sunday, spewing a cloud of ash 15 kilometers into the sky and forcing the evacuation of nearly 2,000 people, authorities said 
as they issued their highest warning for the area in the east of Java Island. The Volcanology and Geologic Disaster Mitigation Center has increased the status of Mount Sumeru from Level 3 to Level 4. It means the danger has threatened the people's settlement and the volcano's activity has escalated. Spokesperson Hindra Gunawan told broadcaster Kompas TV. No casualties or injuries were immediately reported after the eruption, but Mr. Gunawan warned nearby residents not to travel within 8 kilometers of the crater. Church-led marches across the Democratic Republic of Congo saw protesters decry fighting in the country's restive east and condemn neighboring Rwanda for allegedly backing rebels, according to Deutsche Welle. The marches came days after the Congolese government said the death toll from an alleged massacre of civilians in the east left more than a hundred dead. The government accused the rebel group M23 of the killings at Kashishe, a village around 70 kilometers north of Goma. A ceasefire was recently agreed upon with the M23, though it is reportedly not being fully observed. The M23 rebel group has since denied breaking the truce. The AP is reporting that the government of El Salvador sent 10,000 soldiers and police to seal off a town on the outskirts of the nation's capital Saturday to search for gang members. The operation was one of the largest mobilizations yet in President Bukele's nine-month-old crackdown on street gangs that long extorted money from businesses and ruled many neighborhoods of the capital, San Salvador. More than 58,000 people have been jailed since a state of emergency was declared following a wave of homicides in late March. Rights groups have criticized the mass roundups, saying they often sweep up young men based on their appearance or where they live. Bukele requested Congress grant him extraordinary powers after gangs were blamed for 62 killings on March 26th and the emergency decree has been renewed every month since then. It suspends some constitutional rights and gives police more powers to arrest and hold suspects. Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis met with British Museum Chair George Osborne in London last week to discuss the potential repatriation of 5th century BC Parthenon sculptures to Athens, Greek newspaper Ta Nea reported. Secret talks have been underway for more than a year, according to the report. Osborne, the former UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, has also met with two senior Greek government ministers. The Parthenon sculptures are better known as the Elgin Marbles, after the English earl and diplomat to the Ottoman Empire, who removed the treasures from the ancient Greek Parthenon temple in the early 1800s, then sold them to the British Museum. The works have been a flashpoint between the two countries and a long-running art world debate ever since. This is the latest move by the British Museum to return artifacts that were illegally obtained centuries ago. In lighter news, like all good pageant contestants, Naza'a displayed not only dazzling beauty, but also poise and grace, according to the AP, 
She batted her eyelashes and flashed a toothy smile for the television cameras at the Mizean World Cup, a pageant held in the Qatari desert about 15 miles away from Doha and soccer's World Cup. Nazaha, mind you, is a camel. She ultimately went on to win the camel beauty pageant, which was designed to bring cultural awareness to World Cup visitors. To read more about the twists and turns of the competition, be sure to click the link in the show notes. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Josh Kurlancic of the Council on Foreign Relations about the protests in China. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in our show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 